0: listening to between the good reasons the jason donovan fan podcast join us as we discuss all things jason welcome again to Between the Good Reasons. My name's Amanda
1: and I'm Paula. Uh,
0: Today's main topic is going to be Joseph. Um, We've also got the second part of our long-suffering other halves quiz coming up later on so uh, we'll see how Stuart gets on and who the winner is. Um, A couple of recent things to talk about first. A bit of a sad one to start with. Uh, Neighbours is officially over.
1: Yeah that is really sad isn't it? I was
0: yeah obviously we're all clinging on to the idea that perhaps you know, things might work out and it will all be okay in the end. But uh, sadly, it is not to be. And I guess the focus now turns to who's coming back and how exactly it's going to finish.
1: When is it due to finish? I haven't been following it as closely as you, I don't think.
0: Uh, They're due to finish filming in June, I think. And then it's probably going to be about August by the time the the final episode appears. I don't know how it's going to be done, actually, because we're actually, after all this time, we're actually ahead of Australia. Right, yeah. So whether we're going to get the final episode first, I don't know, or whether they're going to catch up somehow, because they're getting like four episodes a week now, as we've still got five, so they are starting to really lag behind, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out.
1: No, I guess it would be nice if there was some synchronicity for that final episode, and yeah, I wonder Hmm. what the storyline will be, where are they all going to go, and (laughs) how how will it finish? Will they all end up in Brisbane?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Possibly, that's where everybody still seems to go, or Darwin, or Perth, just the Furthest place they can think of, despite the fact that, that you know these places are still only a short plane journey away, you never see most people again. So,
1: no, it's pretty final <laughs> that one way ticket to Brisbane.
0: Well, you know, I was thinking, I mean, I know that they're real houses with, with real people living in them. Mm. But, you know, if they ever wanted to turn it in, into like a Airbnb situation, perhaps, you know, you could actually go and stay on Ramsey Street. That would be pretty cool. Oh,
1: wow. That, that's a brilliant, brilliant <laughs> idea.
0: But I'm sure perhaps these people just want to get on with their lives and carry on living on Ramsey Street without all the, well, I suppose, presumably some, some tourists will still turn up on a regular basis.
1: Presumably they would have got some payment for it though so maybe they will sort of miss that and you know maybe Mm. the Airbnb could be a goer.
0: Yeah absolutely I mean I'd definitely be up for that but yeah I mean I've come to the conclusion now that Kylie and Jason have to come back really because it's the only thing that will make it a bit less sad.
1: Oh I know I'm holding out for that that would be Yeah that would be amazing.
0: Well I know discussions have happened apparently haven't they so I suppose it's just a case of timings and schedules. Yeah so we shall see. Still a bit gutted about the whole thing but I think they are trying to turn it into more of a a celebration as opposed to a a sad thing but uh, it's difficult not to sort of feel a little bit like that because it's still
1: you know. Mm. Yeah I I guess that's it though isn't it if the decision has been made then you've got to try and put a positive spin on it and I I guess like a reunion would be amazing and I think I've always worried about a a reunion thinking you know it might not be the same but I think if it's just a one-off for a last episode then it doesn't matter so much
0: yeah I think so and you know well somebody said to me the other day maybe they should just sort of you know Scott and Charlene just turn up and and say they're moving back would be a nice thing to do. I thought, yeah, yeah, that could work, you know, so you just can just imagine them then living back on Ramsey Street.
1: Yeah, it would be a nice way to think of them in the future, for sure.
0: I was also thinking as well, I mean, even if being in an episode thing doesn't work out, that you know, maybe they could do some sort of reunion show, as in the, the actors just sort of get together in little groups. I don't know if you saw the, the Harry Potter one they did over Christmas, mm. where they got some of them together and just, you know, reminiscing about their time doing that. So I thought, well, you know, if you could get, Kylie and Jason and maybe one or two of the others just to all sit down together and have a bit of a chat that that could be a nice thing as well as a, you know as as well as perhaps being in the actual show or just you know as a as a standalone thing you know that would be because yeah, obviously they've, they've done it in like sort of they've done interviews and things with documentaries haven't they before but you know to see a few of them together chatting about it might be quite nice
1: it would yeah and to hear their memories and some of their stories definitely I think they did it for friends as well didn't they when mm. they had the friends reunion so yeah that would work well I think
0: so yeah fingers crossed we might get something like that I'm sure they're up to all sorts behind the scenes trying to make various things happen but the rest of us just have to sit and wait and now we're just getting really impatient it's like i really want to know i think the only official person coming back so far is harold so uh, <laughs> the, the others are just rumors at the moment you just think for god's sake just tell us who's going to be in this thing <laughs> please
1: yeah oh well if harold's coming back he needs some family members there doesn't he
0: absolutely but yeah he's i suppose he's not been gone that long really he's sort of come and gone over the years so uh, he might still know a few people who are around mm. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to see what they come up with.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully by the next episode, we'll have some more news then.
0: Yes, fingers crossed. Um, Something a bit more positive might be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another random thing that happened recently, of course, was uh, Jason's appearance on the Anton Dex Saturday Night Takeaway.
1: Yes. At at the Donovan. (laughs) van. After all this time, he's finally visited the Donovan.
0: I know, I'm amazed he's never been there before. Because, I mean, presumably he must go to Bristol, you know, on a fairly regular basis on tour. So
1: Yeah, I wonder what he thought of that kebab. Mm.
0: (laughs) Did he actually (laughs) eat the rest of it or just hand it back?
1: I wasn't too sure from his face.
0: He probably doesn't have many kebabs, perhaps, I don't know.
1: No, well, he does like to sort of look after himself, doesn't he? So I imagine kebabs don't feature heavily.
0: <laughs> That's not, but, you know, I mean, after a night out, you don't worry too much about these things, do you?
1: You don't, you don't.
0: <laughs> but yes, that was a nice uh, random little TV appearance. And uh, yeah, it seemed to get quite a lot of attention in the media. It was even yeah. on the, uh, the BBC News entertainment pages. Oh, which Perhaps a slow entertainment news day. I don't know, but it was still up there on the main page.
1: <laughs> I think it's funny because obviously we've known about this blinking kebab van for years, haven't we? But mm. people were acting like it was a big surprise.
0: I know I'd like to visit it at some point, actually. I've never been to Bristol and mm. it's probably something I need to do.
1: Is Joseph going to Bristol?
0: Ah, that's a good point, actually. I don't know. I can't that's
1: remember. Exactly,
0: that is probably in my notes from uh, a while ago. Shall we have a look? <laughs> did I write those down somewhere? Uh, oh, I did. Oh, Bristol is on the list for joseph
1: <laughs> i have a feeling it was i think that might be one of the ones that jason and Lindsay are doing together oh, because God. i think i wrote it down as a possibility so may- maybe we should go there and do the combat chat
0: well yeah i suppose it, that would be a proper interesting little trip wouldn't it
1: <laughs> it would well
0: maybe we'll look into that that could be an option the double whammy <laughs> indeed Right on to today's main topic, which is Joseph. Um, which is a going... huge topic. <laughs> yes, we get to go way back with this one, so there's quite a lot to cover because obviously we're going right back to '91 and right up until now, because the tour starts now. It does, yeah. Exciting as we stuff. speak. So uh, yeah, so the the single "Any Dream Will Do" of course released in June '91 got to number one. Um, Joseph Mega Remix. December 91 got to number 13 and the cast recording was released in August 91 and also got to number one. So, uh, well, I mean, we know now that it was a brilliant stroke of genius to, mm. uh, to cast Jason and the part and it all went fantastically well. But, um, yeah, probably a bit of a, a gamble, perhaps, mm. at that point in his career. When you look at it now, you think, you know, things were, yeah, OK, the singles weren't doing quite as well. But yeah. you know, he's come off the back of a pretty big tour and he was still very much around in the charts so to sort of suddenly make that leap you know if it had all gone horribly wrong that could have been it so uh, yeah quite a brave thing to do. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely. And there must have been quite a lot of pressure because it it was such a big thing. I remember it being like on the news even. I remember it being on the local news. And I remember, um, well, just it being all over the headlines of the newspapers and everything. And it's just funny now thinking back to what a big thing it actually was.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, did did you do Joseph at School? Were you familiar with it before Jason? No,
1: no, not at all. I didn't really know what it was at all. And I don't think I really knew what to expect going to see
0: it yeah how about you uh well we we never performed it at school but we did sort of like a sort of topic on on it uh, probably a couple of years before um, Jason got involved so I wasn't really paying that much attention to be honest but it was sort of you know <laughs> teaching us about sort of different styles of music and things like that because obviously it covers so many different types of music in this one show so we were played the recording of the original recording from probably back in the 60s I guess of, um, of all those songs so that was a little bit of an introduction but uh, as I say I wasn't fully paying attention so uh, you know obviously it got a hell of a lot more interesting when when Jackson <laughs> got connected to it but yeah i mean you know it's, it seems like most people go oh yeah we did it at school but clearly we never went to the type of school that uh, put on performances like that
1: yeah very disappointing really not two of them i remember trying to encourage my music teacher because there was a competition for the choirs that were going to be mm. in the show and i think it was being run by um our local news station on TV and I was trying to campaign my choir leader because I was in the school choir to let us audition and he, he was sort of initially up for it but then I think he realised what a big commitment it was going to be mm. and how how many shows you'd have to be and actually we were quite a way out of London so we, we yeah, didn't no. go for it in the end.
0: The shame, would have been amazing to be one of those kids though, I mean how jealous were we of those kids <laughs> who got to oh, be in the show? Oh I
1: know, <laughs> especially in, in the video, I, I always sort of still watch the video and there's a little girl and you sort of leans over her shoulder and I can remember being incredibly jealous of that
0: yeah absolutely I mean the, the thing that worried me about that video I suppose you know it was one of the first glimpses in a way of of what was to come even though it didn't mm-hmm. really give anything away about the actual show itself it, the main thing that worried me in that video was the amount of candles involved yes <laughs> there's no way out what happens if something goes horribly wrong that stage is probably made of wood
1: yeah absolutely it was the first glimpse as well wasn't it of the sort of revolving stage which was quite quite a big feature of that show with all of the sheep revolving around and everything
0: that was uh, yes a bit of a hint but yeah it didn't give a lot away in terms of what we could I mean same with the I think we talked about this last time the the Royal Variety show when he Mm. performed dream will do and that was probably the first time we heard it i guess and uh yeah that didn't really say a lot either apart from having lots of kids in it
1: yeah that's the one where are you um thought the lyrics were in a dream world too and went around singing that for the rest of the day.
0: So, I mean, yeah, it was a very... Uh, yeah, I remember being really surprised when I first heard the song that it was just so so different from everything he'd done before and you could really hear his voice very clearly mm-hmm. and it was just something totally unexpected.
1: Yeah, what was your reaction to that song? Because I know Jason said when he heard that song, first of all, his like, first reaction was that he'd never heard anything so cheesy. What what was your reaction? <laughs>
0: Um, uh, well, I mean, as somebody who still likes cheesy and probably liked cheesy even more back then, it was uh, yeah. I just remember thinking this is really good. I mean, yeah, again, it was completely different, but mm. you know, the fact that, the fact that it was sort of, I suppose it proved how well he could sing as well because we hadn't really heard his voice that clearly before so, so I, I i appreciated that definitely
1: yeah it, it was good to hear a different style wasn't it and i think the fact that he'd had a couple of singing lessons really showed as well
0: yeah and there was a really nice uh top of the pops performance of this as well which i enjoyed watching again recently they actually put a bit of thought into the uh the whole setup which made a nice change you know because they just got in with a little spotlight on him to start with and then you know all the kids come in and all these pretty coloured lights come on and it's all really nice
1: oh yeah I, I know the one yeah that, that <laughs> is a nice one
0: but again didn't really give as much of a clue as, as to what was about to happen
1: no absolutely not it was just a complete surprise walking into the theatre and seeing that for the first time
0: <laughs> we're just seeing the the first photos obviously they're all cropped up in things like smash hits mm. and the papers and things and just like you know well the mullet was back which I remember being a bit. what's going on with that hair (laughs) obviously there was a reason for that it turned out in the end wasn't it It because he needed somewhere to put his microphone pack because he wasn't wearing much at various points in the show so uh yeah yeah, but at the time I sort of thought what why have we gone back to the 80s
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah to nothing can divide us
0: Yes. It's, yeah. So that was a bit odd. But obviously, you know, just the whole thing, really, because never really seen a show before, didn't know anything really about musical theatre. So to see all these bizarre wigs, costumes, mm. things going on, you know, just pictures of this, it was like, I can't get my head around what this will actually be like.
1: No, I remember there were a lot of pictures of him on that hydraulic platform with the coat trailing behind him that mm. there was a lot of those in the papers the next day, although you couldn't fully see what was going on, because that was still a total surprise to me when I went to see the show and when that happened. And mm. we were sat in the circle, so it was nice when that happened and he came up level with us.
0: That was the best place to be for that bit, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, then there was the the loincloth, I suppose, got a lot of attention. Um, yeah. When the show opened <laughs> for, and the for obvious
1: reasons. Bonus. <laughs> well, absolutely. No complaints okay. about that one.
0: Yeah, I wonder whose idea that was. To just that you know what how, how little clothing can we get him to wear on stage <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well it made for some very nice pictures
0: absolutely so, yeah, and then uh, obviously that summer the, the cast recording um, appeared quite soon after the show opened, which was good. So they're obviously well ahead on on getting that ready to go. So it was all, in terms of promotion, this was all very well done. Yeah, uh,
1: oh, I love yeah. that soundtrack. I totally wore it out that summer. I had to buy a new one the following year. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I had it on vinyl. I don't know why I was still oh, right. buying vinyl in 91. Yeah, and then I realised when my friend bought the cassette that the vinyl didn't have the Megamix on it. Oh, so uh, I had to sort of record it off her copy. And then I think later in the year when the, when I'd been to see it, my mum bought the the CD. So, uh, yeah, finally got uh, a copy of the whole thing. But, yeah, I suppose, it, you know, the Megamix is quite long. It would probably need another whole side of vinyl, perhaps, just for that mm. one track. But I remember being a bit miffed because obviously you've got the bigger artwork and everything. So that yeah,
1: look.
0: that's probably why I bought it on vinyl, because I had all the others on vinyl. So uh-huh, probably just carried on. But, uh, yeah, a bit annoying that that track was missing off the end.
1: I totally wore it out and I wanted to be Lindsay Hately and I spent the entire summer sort of trying to sing her part badly
0: yeah that's pretty much impossible though isn't it you know I think I was the same just like yeah word perfect probably within days because I just played it on a loop Uh, I guess because it was the summer and we didn't have anything else to do so it was literally Mm. play that all day long and uh yeah but yeah trying to keep up with those vocals is is basically impossible I think isn't it
1: it is she's got yeah she has a fabulous range and
0: makes it very difficult to sing
1: along to it does i just screeched but that was okay
0: but uh, i like it that, that they've not gone back and done another recording even though this is like 30 just over 30 years old now they still use this same cast recording yeah,
1: there was no need to sort of improve on perfection
0: absolutely well it's nice to think of it that way isn't it so uh yes i suppose these things do cost a lot of money to do but yeah the fact that no matter how many times it's been brought back they still use that one it's uh it's quite nice i think and who needs yeah. another version anyway? Would we even buy it? Would we want to hear it? Probably not. <laughs> Apart from no. Pharaoh, perhaps.
1: Oh well, yeah. If they, if they were to do that, then yes.
0: Uh, yeah, and the, the version of Close Every Door on on the um, album is different to the very different to the uh, the B side, Any Dream Will Do. That was a slightly less dramatic version, I suppose, wasn't it? That one.
1: Yeah, they do they do have a bit of a different sound, don't they? Actually, the lyrics are a bit different in the show now as well. I think.
0: There's a, there's like a, an extra verse in there, isn't there, That's not on the. Um, Something on about the a
1: candle. candle being the only like because that's the Mm -hmm. only bit of the entire show that I'm not word perfect on because it's not on the (laughs) it's not on the soundtrack
0: can't sing along to that bit and annoy (laughs) everyone around
1: you indeed or just sing badly wrongly.
0: Yeah I mean I look back very fondly on this time I think just because it was the first time I'd ever been able to go and see Jason and so it was the first time I actually felt I suppose part of something rather than just watching from afar.
1: Yeah yeah I just remember it being such a big thing like I hadn't even been down to London that many times and yeah I was so excited that I couldn't eat anything for lunch. When did you go because I went in um, I think I must have gone the week after opening because I've still got the ticket and it's the
0: 19th of June. Wow, you got in there early. Yeah, I, I
1: know.
0: It was October half term when I went, so uh, I think it took a, a little bit of persuasion, sort of a few weeks of nagging, to uh, to get my parents to buy some tickets. By that point, I think it was probably impossible to get tickets until October. So, uh, yeah, that, that period between it opening and, and, you know, going to see it felt like forever.
1: Yeah, that's a long wait. Yeah.
0: Totally worth it. Obviously, I mean, I talked about nothing else for months beforehand and then nothing else again for months afterwards. So, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah. I mean, it opened up a whole different world, I suppose, didn't it? You know, not, not really having been to the theatre much, certainly never seen a musical in the theatre before. And to go straight to the London Palladium with, the biggest show at that time with Jason in it I mean it doesn't get any bigger than that
1: no that's definitely the best introduction to musical theatre I think and after that I just just kept going back got the bug <laughs> absolutely how many times did you see the original production only twice so i went in june and then when he came back again mm. went to see it again i think in 93
0: it was 93 yeah that was the last time i saw it i went yeah i saw jason three times so uh, was quite lucky but yeah it was nice that he went back because he kind
1: of thought that was it and then
0: surprise Jason's coming back
1: (laughs) that was a bonus yeah it was a bit like with Priscilla wasn't it where he went back a few times and you were like oh amazing I get to see it again
0: absolutely I remember I had to sell my my bike for the the final (laughs) trip because yeah my parents weren't prepared to pay out for yet another (laughs) ticket even though my mum loved the show and she'd seen it a few times with me but uh yeah I think she'd probably thought oh no not again and uh, (laughs) yes okay I'll do absolutely anything but I have to go and see Jason again and yeah had to sell my bike to pay for the ticket That uh, tough
1: choice bike jason Buck.
0: yeah no, no regrets
1: no it's it evokes such lovely memories doesn't it i was just sort of watching some stuff on youtube watching the video of the mega mix and mm. um there's a couple of performances there's one from the olivier awards and there's one from children in need as well and it's just yeah really quite spine tingling still I think watching it because it just brings back all of those memories.
0: Yeah definitely certainly those ones yeah from when the uh, Megabix came out as a single that was sort of only probably a few weeks after I'd been to the show for the first time.
1: Oh yeah. So it was
0: still very fresh in my mind so to have it all there again to watch you know repeatedly was really nice and yeah that that video is a nice sort of souvenir of of that show isn't it and the cast
1: yeah definitely and I suppose for me because I'd seen it in June and then I didn't get to go again until 1993 it was just a really nice visual reminder of you know what the show had been like what the costumes were like and yeah yeah.
0: I already knew I was going again because yeah the next didn't get home till like three in the morning I think after that first trip and uh, yeah the next morning my mum was on the phone immediately booking tickets for my birthday (laughs) the following No, that's a good mom. <laughs> yeah, so I knew straight away it's like, you know, I didn't get that sort of oh god, it's all over kind of feeling because I knew I was already going again even though it was like 6 months time. It was, you know, and waiting another lifetime basically to go yeah. again. Yeah. That, that was going to happen, so that was really nice. But yeah, it was nice to have those little things in the meantime of uh, all those performances on the TV. Did you have the um the huge poster that came with the the 12-inch version of of the
1: Yes?
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was just ridiculous. I remember like that covered almost
1: an entire wall of my room every Christmas. I remember that falling down in my room a lot. Yes. It woke me up many times in the night. Did that poster? The blue track would dry out and then it would just collapse.
0: Yeah, it was right next to my bed where I had it, so that was the only space big enough. And you had to cover up loads of other things every Christmas to to put it up. But yeah, it weighed a ton and never stayed up. Definitely. <laughs> It was a, a nice thing to have, but perhaps a little bit more compact might have been.
1: Yeah, it a, wasn't the most practical thing, was it? But very nice anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember the um, the Olivier Awards as well, mainly for the reason that uh, I actually initially missed the performance on there because he was nominated for an award, mm. uh, which is really exciting. And I had no idea what this award show was about, but he didn't win. So I just threw a bit of a strop and switched it off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realise until the next day when I was speaking to my friends that he'd done a performance as well. I was like, oh, my Uh. God. Luckily, she'd recorded it. And so it was like straight round to her house at lunchtime to watch it. But I thought, I can't believe I missed that. I was just so annoyed that he didn't win.
1: I think I got called back down by my parents, actually. I think I dropped off to bed as well. But I think <laughs> I think they came up and woke me up again. They always used oh. to do that. I remember like him being on Dame Medna quite late at mm. that time for my age. And yeah, they always used to come and get me out of bed if he was on late.
0: Uh, yeah, and then, of course... Bit of a shock. Jason's going on holiday. Along comes Philip Schofield, of all people.
1: I know. Yeah, that was a nice time as well, wasn't it? There was lots of publicity around Philip taking over and the two of mm. them and wearing their coats together. I remember a lot of Smash Hits coverage around that.
0: Yeah, there was a nice, uh, I was rewatching on YouTube, the nice little sort of documentary that they did on Going Live as well about him preparing, which is really, really interesting and interesting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, sort of a a random choice, but quite a clever one, I suppose. It was certainly something that nobody expected. And uh, as usual, Andrew Lloyd Webber seems to know what he's doing Mm. and uh, thought, okay, who else do the kids like? And uh, yeah, get someone in. You know, I suppose there was always that danger that if they just had an understudy in for a few weeks, that ticket sales would drop off for that period. Yeah. Let's get someone else in who's sort of equally famous and get everybody to come back. So that was that was quite clever. I didn't get to see him in that first sort of few weeks, but I did get to go later on when he came back after Jason left. So uh and yeah, it was very good. Not not Jason, but still.
1: Yeah, I never got to see Philip. I think I was just saving myself thinking well if I'm going to go I'm going to go and see Jason. I remember um them doing a little job swap as well like obviously Philip had taken on um, Joseph so Jason presented going live.
0: I remember that I enjoyed that yeah it was uh, a nice little uh, little novelty thing wasn't it although I remember Jason was sort of looking quite nervous and not very comfortable which is I suppose is understandable you know live TV can't be easy if you're not used to it.
1: And um, I just seem to remember him doing the presenting while being on some sort of wobble board thing that he had to keep his balance on
0: god yeah i'd forgotten about that i wonder if that is that on youtube
1: i it is on youtube yeah you can find oh, it on
0: YouTube. oh good i must have missed that one but yeah i'll go and check that down because i remember yeah recording that at the time
1: yeah it's worth a little watch I mean, it was just a really good period for coverage, wasn't it? So I really loved that article that they did in Smash Hits. It was like a a day in the life of Jason and it sort of tracked him, his day from waking up through to the performance in Joseph. And it had a really nice cover of Jason in the swimming pool. (gasps) Yes, I remember that That one. That was one of my favourites.
0: I remember, yeah, going out and getting that one lunchtime and yeah struggling to to put it away during the the lessons that afternoon because it's like Jason's basically stood there you know half naked in the swimming pool it's like how am I supposed to concentrate on anything
1: else it's a little (laughs) bit distracting that isn't it
0: just a bit it certainly stood out on the the stand in the shop anyway but uh, yeah I mean the the promotion for that show for you know pretty much the whole time he was in it was was kind of relentless I suppose wasn't and he did Happy Together as well the Greatest Hits album during that time too so uh, I mean he must have been exhausted
1: yeah it was certainly a busy period
0: but yeah he did seem to be in pretty much every magazine every issue so they really kept that going
1: yeah it was just huge wasn't it
0: it was I remember people randomly people at school who didn't really usually talk to me but they knew, they must have known I was a Jason fan because they'd just come up to me and say, oh, I went to see Joseph last week. It was brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had a similar experience, actually, yeah.
0: Obviously, we had a reputation at school. Yes. <laughs> Word must have gone around. Yeah, and then we had to wait quite a few years for anything Joseph related to come around again into anything that involved Jason anyway. And so along comes the TV talent show Any Dream Will Do.
1: Oh, yeah. I love that show.
0: Yeah. And we did randomly manage to get audience tickets for that first live show. And Jason happened to be there as well.
1: I know. That was so lucky, wasn't it?
0: It was. Totally potluck. And yeah, just to, well, we nearly didn't get even get in, did we? We were very much, because obviously they give out a lot more tickets than there are seats. So yeah. we just managed to get actually into the show
1: yes that was that was very lucky and I think we spent the whole time in the queue thinking oh no we're gonna get sent home aren't we
0: and then of course you spend once you're in there and you know that that show is going out live on tv to millions of people you spend the whole time hoping that nobody comes anywhere near you with a camera
1: very much so and being relieved that you're not picked to be on the front row or anything
0: yes thank goodness but uh yeah I mean it was an interesting way I suppose Angelo Weber had done uh done the same thing already with the the sound of music probably a year or so before so mm. knew that format worked and I guess it was the thing to do at the time wasn't it it was all about talent shows and uh winning a big prize at the end of it
1: yeah it seemed to work at that time yeah
0: I remember yeah I remember only really liking Lee Mead from from week one it's like I want him to win I don't want any of the others to win <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think similarly. Yeah, I really liked Lee Mead and I did go and see him in Joseph.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see because it was obviously a, a revival of that original Palladium production. So it was nice to uh, to revisit the whole thing looking pretty much identical to, to how it did back in the day.
1: Yeah, again, it brought back a lot of memories, didn't it? And that's still my favourite production of it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the coat is still the best one as well, isn't it?
1: By far. Yeah. <laughs> the way it used to like stream out from the hydraulic platform that was just yeah. quite impressive visually
0: it was quite quite high tech certainly for for when it was originally uh done anyway i suppose that was considered quite uh, quite impressive in those days i do remember one difference between the productions though that i think that the bars in the in the palladium production close every door were very solid and i remember the ones at the adelphi being a little bit wobbly <laughs> oh really I think they were probably a bit more like rubber or something like that. They were certainly a lot more bendable anyway than the the Palladium ones. Perhaps the budget was slightly less, I don't know. Or maybe it was a health and safety issue by that point. It's like, no, we can't have another huge piece of metal sitting above everybody.
1: I remember getting distracted in the performance of um, Close Every Door that Lee Mead did because we were quite close to the back of the theatre and there was a rat scuttling behind us on one of the beams. And I was like, is this like meant to bring the whole being in prison cell alive? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a special effect?
0: Amazing. That's that's kind of a random. I I mean, I know obviously there are are rats around these places, but obviously it was keen to see the show, perhaps, because you wouldn't think with so many people there and all that noise.
1: It was weird, but but also a bit freaky, oh,
0: my God, that is weird, so yeah, but yeah, very, very in keeping with that scene that's quite impressive.
1: I know, I like the rat's timing. Well done, rats.
0: <laughs> but it got onto the stage and sort of scuttled across. That would have been fun. But uh, yeah, that's quite worrying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other memorable thing, I think, from that production, perhaps for the wrong reasons, was uh, they tried to squeeze in an extra song. They wrote a new song. Oh, yeah,
1: you know, after the pharaoh scene, yeah.
0: Which um, totally didn't work. I thought it completely ruined the flow of. Um, of the whole thing and I've been just been listening back to it now actually because it's so long since I heard it I couldn't really remember what it was like and it's not very good
1: Uh, yeah I can't remember anything about it really I remember that it was there but um haven't listened to it since and yeah couldn't tell you how it went (laughs) which (laughs) probably says everything really
0: (laughs) it's awful don't don't listen to it
1: (laughs) I'd sort of forgotten that but yeah
0: And um, well, it's certainly, um, you know, Jason's Jason's career at that point obviously was was kind of on the up again after being in the jungle as well. So it was all timed quite well because then, of course, he also ended up uh, performing at the Diana concert at Wembley with... Donny Osmond and Lee Mead.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: So that was quite a nice one to revisit because, uh, yeah, huge, huge deal that was at the time. I think everybody was watching that.
1: It was nice as well. Um, more recently, when he did the Olivier Awards a couple of yeah. years ago, well, it was probably a few years ago now, actually, but he was reunited with Lindsay for the first time there and performed with the other Josephs. That was a nice performance.
0: It was, definitely. And at least we knew that that one was happening. So we, yeah, yeah, you
1: hadn't switched off in a strop.
0: I remember, yeah, staying up extremely late because they, because they left it right to the end of the show. That's like, right, yeah. absolutely no way I am not watching this. So, uh, yeah, that was really nice. I enjoyed that. Um, another random performance I've only discovered earlier today actually which I'd completely forgotten about um he performed it with the uh, same difference on the x-factor final do you oh, remember that
1: I don't remember that
0: It's kind of I don't know it's almost I suppose because Peter Kay did a really good parody of the whole x-factor thing it now when you watch anything back like that it looks like a parody of itself so mm. you sort of you know it's it's as naff as it can possibly I mean same difference you know quite naff anyway um you know off <laughs> from jason it's all really random and then it's christmas as well there's a big christmas tree up and then all these kids come on with candles it's all just the, the cheesiest thing ever because yeah i mean i yeah that had totally passed me by for a long time but uh you know it's different right and kind of sort of you know pointed out yeah that jason was really back up there at that point to get on the x-factor final you know it's still quite a you know that was a big deal at that point
1: yeah that was a good tv slot to have for sure i'm gonna look that one up
0: yes enjoy (laughs) it's something yeah once you've seen it again it may take a while to to disappear from your head
1: so what are your favorite songs from the show from joseph
0: oh i don't know i mean uh i suppose any dream will do is always going to be up there isn't it really it's uh well, we, we never get away from that, do we? It always comes comes around to wherever we are. That song sort of follows mm. through life, it seems. Yeah, Close Every Door, obviously, is a big one. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good ones, aren't there? I always think um, those Canaan Days is, is kind of, you know, it's not an obvious one, but it really sticks in your head.
1: It does, yeah. And the musical theming on all of the songs is so clever, isn't it? How they pick different different musical genres and kind of parody them. And
0: Yeah, what are your favourites?
1: Well, the obvious ones, I guess, I quite like the sort of duet version of Any Dream Will Do mm. at the end. Um, and I quite like Joseph's coat as well, where, you know, he's just showing off to his brothers about his coat. I always thought that mm. was a nice one. And you've got obviously all the colours. <laughs> yeah, I can still remember all of the colours. I can't remember, like, what I've walked into a room for, but I can remember every single colour in Joseph's mm. coat.
0: Yeah, that information might come in handy one day. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Perhaps on a quiz.
0: Hmm. hmm maybe <laughs> what's the 14th colour mentioned in <laughs> there for about 10 minutes trying to work it out
1: <laughs> could be there on who wants to be a millionaire under lots of pressure
0: and then uh yeah of course um it was announced I guess it was I think it was probably towards the end of 2018 that there was going to be a new production of Joseph at the Palladium the following summer yeah. And we're uh, walking past the Palladium and seeing the, you know, obviously they've got the sort of screens out there now that, that rotate all the stuff that's coming on mm. and seeing that that logo up there and just getting so excited. It's like waiting for it to come round again so I could take a photo and then sort of hoping that Jason might be involved somehow and, and sort of thinking, oh, I bet he won't be, but it would be great, wouldn't it? And then, you know, eventually it all happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really felt like a, a dream, didn't it? It was. Um just so surreal that it did cuz yeah of course we were hoping i guess a bit like the neighbors reunion you you mm. always hope that there's a chance of something happening Um, But you think it's unlikely. And then, yeah, when it actually came to fruition, it was just like, oh, my God, it was probably the most exciting thing that's happened in the last few years. And uh, yeah,
0: Jason said that there were talks about him possibly playing Joseph. I mean, Mm. I mean, obviously that would have been great, but I don't know. Could it could it have worked? I mean, I think Donny Osmond was reasonably old when he yeah. If he was certainly obviously a lot older than Jason was. So, uh well, I don't know whether he could have got away with that, but I suppose, yeah, quite a demanding quite a demanding part. Yeah. So it obviously it would have been brilliant but uh, you know nice to see him doing something different I suppose you know maybe it was the right decision to uh, to go with the pharaoh instead.
1: Yeah I think it probably was the right decision of course it would have been great if he'd have done Joseph just because of all the stage time and yeah revisiting it would have been great but perhaps that moment had gone.
0: Yeah it was just nice that he's there at all really and you know I think uh, the pharaoh is a great part to play unfortunately it's just a bit brief it makes you almost wish that that terrible song that they uh, tried to add in previously <laughs> hadn't come back just so jason could have another five minutes of stage maybe, time
1: <laughs> maybe we need to campaign to bring it back well we just said it was crap i we know we we, anyway. we we could edit that bit oh we could actually yeah <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's the best song in the show they really should bring it back <laughs>
1: <laughs> or not
0: But yeah, I I remember being very surprised when I saw the pharaoh costume because they'd done the um, little sort of preview performance on, I think it was Britain's Got Talent. Oh yeah, and
1: it was totally different.
0: Yeah, and they were just in this sort of jumpsuit type thing, which assumed was probably going to be what he was going to wear in the show. But yeah, little did we know that uh, despite his sort of dislike or he grew to dislike the the whole loincloth thing, there he is back in that show wearing almost nothing again.
1: I I think it just goes to show that he's learnt to embrace the past now and go with it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be quite that small.
1: But you certainly weren't complaining.
0: Absolutely not complaining.
1: (laughs) No, it was a lovely surprise. I think they did the um, preview... On Britain's Got Talent quite early on into rehearsals didn't they mm. so I, I doubt if they had many of the costumes finished then but yeah it was a lovely surprise to see all the costumes and the finery that were actually in that production.
0: Yeah it's just nice to have it back I mean you know I know we've got the, got the tour happening now and I'm really looking forward to seeing it again obviously because it's a brilliant show but uh, yeah I'm a bit disappointed in a way that we're not going to be down the Palladium again in the summer. Going to the, uh, We're going to the Donovan instead <laughs> See new experiences. Embrace <laughs> new experiences. Oh, dear. Yeah, this is going to happen now, isn't it? It's like, There's me looking at all these other locations thinking, yeah, I could go there. That sounds nice. Now we're going to Bristol to a kebab. When
1: is Bristol? to the second part of our new feature which was imaginatively entitled Long Suffering Other Halves. I think Chris and so by Dwayne. The last episode saw Duane answer 10 questions on Jason and this time we're going to test you Stuart on the same questions. Um, We won't tell you, Dwayne's score just yet. We don't want to add any pressure into what is already a very pressurised situation, obviously, (laughs) because we want to know how much you've been paying attention over all these years. So do feel free to play along at home with your other halves and see if they pay any more attention than our husbands do. And um, Amanda, do you want to kick off with the first five questions? okay
0: here we go question number one which song beat especially for you to the christmas number
1: one in 1988
2: see my first reaction there would be mr blobby as it's clearly superior to
1: that that's quite a lot later just that to that give you a little a bit later.
2: 1988
1: yeah uh,
2: shut up your face by joe dolce <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay. No. The answer was uh Cliff Richard,
1: whistletow and wine. Really? I'm surprised you didn't go for Cliff, but given how many Christmas I, number I ones prefer, he's had. I prefer
2: Joe Dolce actually.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, question number two. What is the first colour mentioned in the list of colours in Joseph's coat? Red.
2: Yes.
0: Correct. Excellent. Question three. Jason co wrote the title song for which stage musical set in the nineteen fifties?
2: Stage musical set in the see, I'm thinking stage musical set in the 1950s involving Jason would be the Million Dollar Quartet. That wasn't. But that's just songs by the Big Four, isn't it? It's not that. I'm thinking of Jason.
0: It, it's not a show Jason was actually in, if that helps. <laughs> so he may have never ah. seen it.
1: I don't think you're going to know this one. Oh, see, so the only thing set
2: in the 1950s was Blood Brothers set in the 50s?
1: I have no idea, but that's not the right answer.
2: That's not the right answer. Well, hang on.
1: Okay, I'm <laughs> just <laughs> giving
2: you my final I'm not final <laughs> oh, answer.
1: Either. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the the time might be counting down. Did Think we, him Bruce. Do we, like...
0: uh, we get phone a friend? No. No, oh, no, no lifeline, sorry. No, I'm sorry, don't know. No idea. It's uh, Dream Boats and Petticoats.
1: Oh. You know nice. the
0: song? Y- yeah, probably. Anyway, question number four. Who beat Jason to the title of King of the Jungle in I'm a Celebrity in 2006? Oh.
1: You know this. Who beat Jason?
0: um, Oh, it
2: wasn't wasn't the American Strange Man.
1: No, that's the answer Dwayne gave. (laughs) No,
2: it wasn't him. He didn't. Beat
1: That's Jason. correct, it wasn't him.
2: It wasn't him. <laughs> um, to beat Jason, I'm thinking somebody like Joe Swash or something like that. But I don't know, was it Joe Piscarley? No. Joe Swash? No. Um, Peter Andre? <laughs>
0: Basically <laughs> no. a whole bunch of people who've been on our no, um, um Tony <laughs> No, Tony Batman?
1: No. No, it
0: was Matt Willis. Never heard of him. Yes, you have! <laughs> Do. Well, he he got to eat all the terrible stuff, didn't he? So that's why he won in the end. Probably, probably. Obviously, very memorable. I oh, me <laughs> ask
1: you. I will have to play you a clip later, just to refresh your memory. All
0: <laughs> yeah, no. the whole thing. <laughs> 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 okay, question number five. I may never give you flowers is the opening line of which Jason song?
1: No? No. (laughs) We're drawing a blank here I think. Okay it's every day.
2: Uh, Of
0: course it is.
1: (laughs) Okay Paula's questions. Okay (laughs) so what was Jason's character in Neighbours called? Scott Ramsey. No!
2: Robinson. Not Is that his Scott Robinson. Scott Robinson, he's starting over again with a rub. That was close enough.
1: <laughs> it's close. We'll give you half. Yeah. We're being kind. OK. So, who did Jason play in Priscilla? And we will accept either name. Tick. Yes. OK. What was Jason's second album called? Was it called
2: Jason Donovan? No. Damn. <laughs> I was going for the eponymous second album, but never mind. I
1: guess. <laughs> Good try. Okay, moving on. Who did Jason play in Million Dollar Quartet?
2: He played the record
1: producer. He did, and do you know the name of the record producer?
2: No, that wasn't the question.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was. No, the question was who did he
2: play? He played the record producer. I, I don't know the record producer's
1: name. Sam I'm Phillips.
2: Yeah, no.
1: So, the next question, the final question. Uh, name as many Jason tracks as you can in 30 seconds. Go.
2: Especially for you. Um, um, yeah, just just that.
1: Just that. <laughs> just, just... So come on, you must. Well, you've got another 15 seconds to go. I think of musicals that he's been in. Musicals that he's been in.
2: Um, uh, like uh, the the the, the Pe- technical dreamcoat
1: song. Yeah. Do you know yeah. the name of the song? <laughs> <laughs> Time's yeah. up.
2: No.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was
0: one, really. <laughs> I think it was, yeah. I okay, get that as three and a half.
1: Few. <laughs> hey, how many did Dwayne score? I can't remember. Uh, he got seven and a half. Well, thank you very much for being our um, second guest is, and being such a good sport. Yeah, day, thanks. Yeah. We, we might do it again sometime.
0: OK, so we hope you enjoyed the little quiz. And um, yeah, do let us know on our social media if, um, if your other halves, or friends or relatives take part in the quiz and uh you know get some impressive scores or some terrible scores or some interesting answers it would be nice to uh to hear those
1: and we may have to do a harder quiz at some point
0: oh are we going to quiz each other is this something we should do for the next episode
1: oh we could do that couldn't we that could start it off yeah
0: yeah let's let's do some questions five questions for each other and then you know See, see how we get on okay new challenge you see we've written these questions that was a doddle. now now this is the challenge isn't it
1: yeah i have to do some where we might need to write down the answers
0: um well next time we will also be uh talking about hang on to your love so um that's one to look forward to i'm particularly looking forward to talking about the video for that one so uh, oh yeah
1: that was a nice video
0: so yeah i mean uh, yeah we're off to joseph so uh yeah we'll see you next time take care That's all for now, but you can follow us on Twitter at BTG Reasons and on Instagram at Between the Good Reasons. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.